0: Elliot Goldstein is hosting a radio and podcast show out of New Mexico called NMDJ Presents Fly on the Wall. We are building a fresh, fabulous podcast library of musicians, writers, artists, and all good people of note, with many new and exciting guests to come. We are listener-funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is NewMexicoDJService at gmail.com. We appreciate your help. We would like to thank Alan Gowa for the intro music. Enjoyed the show.
1: Hey guys, thank you for listening to Fly in the Wall podcast. I'd like to tell you how I got started. Um, I really had no idea on um, the beginnings of what how to even where to start. And I stumbled upon Anchor by Spotify. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And I'll explain Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. And um, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast automatically on listening platforms. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on other uh, platforms. And Anchor made it so simple. And um, it's all in one place. Everything you need to make a podcast, you can find in one place. And um, the amazing part is it's all free. So um, there is no uh, downside to any of this. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R. And again, it's the Anchor app or Anchor.fm, and it's real easy to get started. And um, thank you for listening to Fly on the Wall, and uh, back to the show.
2: Only Wendy serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot, buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? <laughs> So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's
3: Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot, buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg,
2: cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's
4: Breakfast Biscuits, hot and buttery.
2: So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's
3: bacon or sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At
0: participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Elliot, are you ready? Are the recorders running? Let's start the show. Welcome to Not Your Mother presents this episode of Fly on the Wall Radio. We have two special guests, Mingo Lewis and Rob Garcia. Mingo is an American jazz percussionist and drummer who played with Santana, Aldi Miola, and The Tubes. Lewis is credited with composition of one song on each of the first 3D Miolo albums, The Wizard on Land of the Midnight Sun, Flight Over Rio on Elegant Gypsy, and Chase in the Voodoo on Casino. For The Tube's album Now, Lewis wrote God Bird Change, which he reprised on Meola's Electric Rendezvous. Rob is a singer, vocalist and writer for the band Jukebox Assassins and also works solo. So let's get started but first, this tune by The Tube's written and performed with Mingo. Remember that this radio show is listener funded. If you wish to contribute our PayPal info is not your mother's radio at gmail.com. That's not your mother's radio at gmail.com. We would like to thank you in advance. We really need the help.
1: And that was the one and only Mingo Lewis's "God Bird Change," and that was from the Live Tubes album. And um, I, I just want to uh, take this moment now and introduce Mingo to everybody. Mingo, say hi.
5: Yo, hello everybody. How you doing? Okay, so I can't uh, hear anybody though. I can't hear him. No, but you can, you, you can hear me,
1: uh, <laughs> and uh, um, and me. Uh, while you, while we're talking to Mingo, I'm getting uh, Rob Garcia on the phone. He's our second guest, and Rob is a guitar player, a uh, singer, writer. He's a little newer. Uh-huh. Hello, hey Rob, how hey. you doing? Hey, what's going on? Elliot? Good. I want to introduce you to M- Mr. Mingo Lewis. Mingo's on with us.
6: Hello, Rob. Hi,
1: Doing good. Okay. I can't hear Rob. But. Can, you, can You can't hear Rob? I can't hear him, no. Okay, yeah, you may have a problem with that, but okay, so we'll figure that out. Um, okay, so anyway, everybody's online, and um, uh, um, man, I wish you guys would have phoned in on the same, how am I going to make this happen? Okay, we'll figure it out. So Rob, um, I got Mingo with us, and Mingo, and I got Rob with us, you, you guys may not be able to hear each other now that I think about it, but... Um, That's okay, man, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, osmosis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, you guys are both, uh, you know, obviously, you, you you guys both are musicians. You both love music. And um, uh, what I'd like to do is kind of start with Mingo tonight. And, um, Mingo, you're in the process of putting together a whole new uh, um, outfit, right? You, you, you're doing some recording. Well,
5: well, you know, it's not really an outfit. What I've done is I've figured out, you know, People are only buying single, um, singles anymore. It's like the 60s all over again. Yeah. They just buy one song at a time. You know? I mean, they don't want to buy a whole CD. First of all, nobody presses CDs anymore. Right. Nobody plays CDs anymore. They download one song. Yeah. You know, and they don't even know who it is, they, and they don't care. I mean, you know, they don't, there's no line notes. There's nothing. People are, you know, just blind. Right. However... We musicians have to make a change. That's all I know. We have to help educate people once again. And, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing one, one uh, song at a time, and I, and I finally realized that this time around, what I want to do is I've, I've picked up like, 19 songs wow. out of, like, 40, 40 that I recorded over the last year and a half, okay. and which is a lot of music, man. Yeah, Go ahead, I'm sorry No,
1: it is. no, no I'm not And
5: You know, that's a lot of music, man It's a lot of work And and it's, there's no Well, people keep asking me My friend, well, Mingo, is it like Your fusion stuff, or is it the funky dance stuff Or is it electronica, or is it I said, man, it's every one of those things That you mentioned and more yeah. It's bop, it's swing, it's it's everything I It's heard, everything that I've ever done in music
1: I heard some killer reggae you did too
5: Man, you know, uh, yeah, and uh, and I'm so grateful for for learning that stuff and learning the real way it works. You know, it's like Afro-Cuban music. There's only there's, there's a real way, and there's the wrong way. Right. You know, and it's the same thing with with reggae, and people don't realize that. You know, these guys are like, you know, you you, you take that music to to yard, which is you know, <laughs> yeah, the real shit. Yeah. In in Jamaica, right. And you play the wrong thing, man. They're just gonna like walk out. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. <laughs> And, you know, and and what's the term
1: they use they use the word the term cod right cod
5: yeah yes absolutely co- or and, and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. a bomba bomb yeah, bo- yeah, yeah. I, I grew up
1: in the reggae world i grew up in the reggae world you know what i mean yeah yet. man that's so,
5: a bomba yeah, no, that, no, no yeah and a lot so,
1: of a lot of a lot uh, want- of uh, <laughs> of us Caucasian guys who do reggae? Yeah. We've been called cods yeah. because it's not the real thing. It's not uh, legit.
5: Yeah, man. You know. The, yeah, the, and they want the real thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know. And and and. But you know what? I love that anyway. It took me a long time. I was in a reggae band, and I thought I really knew how to play reggae until I started playing with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, mingle. What is that? You know. And, yeah. and I had no idea. I had really no idea. I thought I was really swinging. Yeah. And I was not swinging.
1: Hey, Rob. Rob, are you listening to all this? I am listening to okay, it Okay, and you could hear Mingo, right? I could hear him perfectly, yeah Okay, because Mingo, I don't know if Mingo's going to be able to hear you Okay, so anyway, I'm glad you could hear So listen to this Mingo, I want you to go back in time to the Bronx Okay,
7: uh-oh
1: Yeah okay. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> night? You remember that <laughs> night? No, actually, I'm just fooling <laughs> So tell us about <laughs> me, how... and
5: Gumby, me and Goombie played? Yeah, <laughs> tell them tell... from the Bronx, you know
1: uh, Yeah, I know Tell us You know who is? My wife's from the
5: Bronx no, but you know who Goomby is? No. Goombie's the uh, percussionist that took my place with Alvin Mueller.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
5: Goombie Ortiz. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. He's yeah, from the Bronx. So tell, us,
1: tell us about that phone call you got from uh, you-know-who. From Chick or no, from, from Lenny? From Carlos.
5: Huh. Oh, when, when, what, when I was going to join Return to Forever?
1: No, when you joined Santana.
5: Listen, no, I didn't get a call from Carlos. That that you got the stories mixed up. The call I got was from Lenny White when he was playing with uh, Returning Forever.
1: Okay, okay.
5: And Lenny White called me, and i already quit um, uh, Santana band.
1: Yes, I had. But the, Not, how, no. wait, wait, wait. How'd you get into the Santana band originally?
5: Uh oh. You huh? better you better book two more sessions with me. I know. A, well, it's a long short story. I mean, I just. It's a happenstance. I, I, my mom worked at the garden. She had some tickets. Long story short, she gave me the tickets. Me and a friend of mine, Chino, we went to the show. I didn't want to go. <laughs> we <laughs> went to the show. I didn't want to go. That's a good, good line. Yeah. And uh, I no, but I really didn't. I was I was on my way to the Cheetah to see Eddie Parmerian and guys from the Final All Stars. I wound up there, uh, and that day the, the percussion is quit. They yeah. had a big fight, and, yeah, Michael. and, and the only one left was Mike Shreve. Right. And he did, they didn't want to play. They were getting ready to go home and, and cancel the whole tour. Yeah. And somehow, uh, you know, we wound, I wound up on stage that night. So uh, through my friend Chino, he, wow. you know, he said, oh, he can play, blah, blah, blah. And, and one thing led to another, to another. I was the only one that was annoyed. Everybody else was excited. I just
1: <laughs> I wanted to get out of there.
5: You know, I, I I didn't like Santana
1: yeah I know I know. I, mean, I
5: hate to say it I I mean you know I mean uh, right it was right after uh, Woodstock and, yeah. and I, I really didn't, you know I, I wasn't interested in Santana Fan at all you know I like Sly and the Family Stone I like the funk stuff right
7: right, so, right
5: but I went and played I had been learning Afro-Cuban music
7: uh-huh.
5: and so I knew all the rhythm and stuff and, and you know they took me into a dressing room they called the band and said hey there's some 15 year old kid down here that uh uh, I think he might be able to, you know, save the show, so to speak. Wow. And uh, little did I know. I don't know what the hell they were talking about, but so they came down and they asked me to play a bunch of stuff and I played all these rhythms from, for them and um they were freaking out.
1: Yeah, well. Wow.
5: I don't know I don't I don't know what the hell was going on in San Francisco or the Bay Area. But man, yeah. these guys were not in not in tune with the real shit. So I'll tell you were
1: so you on your way to see the fan you all stars, huh? Yeah,
5: yeah, I was going to the Cheetah, a club yeah. called the Cheetah.
1: Okay, yeah, no, and, I, um, I remember the Cheetah. I remember them Cheetah? Yeah, sure.
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to 600 School across the street from there. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I don't know, if, uh, uh, <laughs> know anyway. I, I, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Pacheco was a family friend of ours. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He, he marri- you know,
5: he was he was actually a really nice guy, man. A yeah, Really he, good family and he,
1: very he, nice person. He really was. I, um, my aunt's best friend, married Johnny, and that's how we oh. got to know him.
5: Wow, Johnny Pacheco was really cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
5: yeah. men, you know what was so cool about those times? You could go to a club and see Eddie Palmieri, Ray Barreto, Tito Puente, uh-huh. Johnny Pacheco. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, and Charlie Palmer for $2 or $3 yeah. for all those. Ba- I mean, they were swinging, man. Yeah. You know, and then they'd have their friends come up and, and play and sit in. It, it was like, you know, man that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore
1: no, no it, it just
5: not it, it stopped a long time ago and yeah. I'm hoping that one day if uh, if things turn around that we can do that again because you know, people are so selfish with, with knowledge these days this is what really bothers me uh-huh. I'm going to tell you is, is the people that have all of this stuff to share, they don't want to share it, they're just holding it back I don't know what the hell they're holding it back I, don't know. I, mean, I really don't, man. You yeah. know, if you don't pass it on to like the 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 younger uh, generation, how they're going how are they going to be educated? How are they going to know right what they're supposed to do and yeah. and how to do it? So that's why they think. So
1: go ahead. so so let me go back. To, let me go back to the Santana days, and we'll. we'll go, I'm, oh. not, I'm not. No, I'm not getting it. No, 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 trouble. I promise. So go you know, ahead. So, so, so you worked with my friend Michael Shreve. I worked with Michael. You know. I, yeah. I, I kind of grew up with Michael. Not grew up with him, but he was my first real gig, you know, in the music business yeah. with Michael's band. And you know, I, I yeah. speak to Michael. What, what which band? Uh, Automatic Man. No, uh, after that, Novo Combo. Remember the pop band he put oh, together? Oh Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I met Michael in, in the late seventies. Okay. Only
2: Wendy serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery.
2: So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely.
3: Choose Wendy's at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Early 80s.
1: And I'm friendly with Todd Cochran by 8 day.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, by 8 day. Yeah, he's
1: a great guy. Todd's great. Man, he's a
5: bad dude, man. People yeah. don't know about him, but he can really play, man. Yeah,
1: he can. He's great. So, um, yeah, how do you like that percussion section? Who was the bass player back then? Uh, in Santana? Yeah, was that still uh, Brown?
5: Uh, no, no, no. David Brown wasn't there. Um, Dougie. In fact, it was uh, Dougie. That for that the remainder of that tour it was a guy named Tom Rutley.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
5: He was Tom kid. Rutley. But then Dougie Roush came yeah, Dougie into came the band. In. That's when Dougie came into the band.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. And
5: at that time, he was playing with Gabor Szabo.
1: Yeah. And, uh, he, was playing and with, uh, he was playing with guys like Buzzy Linhart, too. He, he really... Uh... Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, I remember... But when...
5: Dougie was so bad, man. People, you know, I mean... Man, all these guys plucking and playing all that funk shit, they have no idea where that shit came from. It wasn't just Larry Graham. I'm going to no. tell you, Dougie was one of the... You know, one of the the forefathers of that whole yeah gen, that whole sound yeah. was Dougie Roush, man. You know, he was a bad dude, man.
1: And a lot of people don't uh, Dougie, know. A lot of people don't know about Dougie, but he was he was a bad mother. Man, come on, that dude was sick.
5: Yep, <laughs> Dougie was badass, ass, and man. he was he was, and a young, he, had,
1: he was a young kid too.
5: Yeah, yeah. He well, he's about three or four years older than me, but yeah. But you know, um, he was in a band at the time called the uh, Voices of East Harlem. Sure. And that's where they found him.
7: Yeah, yeah.
5: When they went to Africa. Yeah. Uh, that, they found him playing with the voices of East Harlem. Okay. Uh, he was this, you know, half Jewish, half black kid. Yeah. Playing his ass off. And he's like, wow, what is he doing? I mean, he was playing like no one else was playing in those days. You know, he took a little Larry Graham and a little this and yeah. some James Brown and where we all got the funk from yeah. and, and slapped something together and. Man it created this this whole movement, and a lot of people don't know. uh, You know, all these guys, Lewis Johnson, and this one and that one, they don't e- they don't even know, I don't think, where it came from.
7: Yeah. yeah.
5: This this is this is really funny, you know, because uh, I, I think some of these guys that are giants and they're so well known for what they do, they don't know where they got this information. You know. Right. There's only a few people that really know this kind of stuff. You know. Really, yeah. and it's really privileged. I, I'm really, I feel, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have been there. That's all I know.
7: Right. It's uh, like
5: with Chick, with Return of Forever. You yeah. know, people always post all this stuff with with uh, the Return of Forever configuration that's Lenny White and Stanley and, and Al Dumiola and Chick. Right. Well, you know what, man? There was a band before that, and it was uh, Steve Gadd, Mingo Lewis, Billy Connors, Stanley, and Chick. Yeah. And this was the band. That created that electric sound.
1: Well, uh, that's what I, I, also have, I have an album you did with Pat Thrall. Which one? Uh, the one with the wizard on it. Oh, yeah. So, I well, mean, see, that it even yeah, went back well, that's to... Where
5: the, Al, that's where Al DiNiola got all those tunes Yeah, for his first, first seven
1: albums. Yeah, I mean, the version of the wizard that you cats did was uh, so much... Uh, um, sick. Yeah, sick. It was it was it's nuts. Sick, man. It was so funky. If people
5: ever heard if people ever heard that version with Pat Thrall playing those yeah. that stuff, oh my God.
1: Well I'm I'm gonna really, play, really I'm, I'm gonna play it sometime during the show today because um
5: Oh oh really? Yeah, cool man Because you know what man, I'm gonna tell you where did you get it? Off of Wolfgang's vault? Um, uh, I have that, it,
1: I have it for so long, I don't remember where that's Wow
5: happened. man, I mean you know, I remember when I took uh, when Al called me.
7: Yeah.
5: This is interesting, because Al called me. He had seen... See, when Al... Al was still going to Berkeley, and, and he had a chance to audition for Chick, and mm-hmm. he had seen us in Berkeley, uh, No, in Boston, at a place called Paul's Mall. Uh-huh. And we were playing... <laughs> I think it was... This is funny. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Oh, never mind. Uh, Lou Rawls. Right. <laughs> Lou, Ra- Lou Rawls and, and Return of Forever. Can you imagine a show like that? Wow. It was crazy. So, but he saw us playing... And he thought, oh, my God, what is this? And that's when he, he, he called me and said, listen, man, um, I don't know if you, you know, I heard one of your songs that's on a Santana song. I would really like to record with you. Yeah. And I said, well, who are you? And he said, well, I'm going to be the new guitarist in Return of Forever. I said, oh, really? OK, well, you know, let's get together. And so I sent him some music. What he did was he took all that music to C- CBS, and and um that's where you know, they heard like The Wizard and uh um what was on the the next album, Light Within, it was originally called I think they he changed all the titles to the song. Right,
1: but right. right, right. So, anyway So your yeah. uh, your album was called uh Fight Never Ending.
5: Flight Never Ending, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Flight Never Ending, yeah, yeah. And um people don't know about that album, but that was one heavy duty uh shit kicking record. <laughs>
5: You know, people that are in the fusion know about it because it's kind of like the first kind of percussion, heavy percussion, heavy drum, yeah, and synthesizer. I mean, the synthesizer work on on that record that is un—it's—it's it's not like any other synthesizer work on any other albums at the time.
1: No, because it was you so. Know? It was it was kind of like punk, punk fusion. You know, it was just. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? It, 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 it was. Re- it wasn't pre- well.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't it, it, wasn't real collected. It wasn't you know, perfect. It wasn't polished, man. We exactly, just played
1: exactly. You just you played know? your asses off. And, yeah, you know,
5: yeah. We just played, and I got a lot of guys that are on there. The bass player at the time was like sixteen. Really, Eric McCann. Yeah, well, he's a sick, dude, man. You well, know. Yeah. I man. got I found all these young cats, man. You know that uh, it took me a long time though. You know that when I left Chick's band, I couldn't play with anyone for yeah. about two years. Really, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I mean, no one could play good enough. Right. To play with a bass player, I mean, you know, it's pretty hard to, to, to. I mean, think about it. You're yeah. sitting next to Stanley Clark all night. Right. Or piano player. You're auditioning piano players, and and you're sitting next right between Chick, yeah. Chick and Stanley. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, yeah. That's I, true. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hire any keyboard players. It was, it was horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I never,
5: thought, yeah, yeah.
1: never thought of that. So you, um. Yeah so so, so you left santana you you weren't and yeah. you uh, got the the call to hook up with uh, Lenny and all those guys, lenny and chick and uh stanley yeah. and and the yeah. rest so um correct me if I'm wrong, but when uh, demiola went at solo uh yeah. you went with him, and it was supposed to be the demiola mingus band, right.
5: Well it was I yeah, mean, uh, when uh, we uh, talked talk about level. it it was supposed to be Lewis, you Lewis or Daniel yeah. Lewis yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be us as a you know yeah. a couple yeah I mean or whatever, and um yeah, and that didn't happen, yeah,
7: yeah,
5: but <laughs> that didn't happen somehow it went around my back and and it just became an out. you know, they just got him a deal yeah
1: and, and but but, um, you, but but the deal was that you had to write one or two tunes for every song right for every uh, album that
5: he had to, well when he went to them um they he used my demo uh-huh. for for the deal so right. it was all my songs right that's you know he didn't have, I don't think he had any real material at the time but right, you right. know it's like hey we're, but I'm going to do all these songs and he loved the songs and you know don't forget I mean when I got signed uh, Clive signed me the CBS so right. i had just gotten off of the label and you know i wanted to do something else i don't know okay <laughs> I was already done with fusion. Now I wanted to try something else. And, and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, So, so yeah, that's the thing.
1: And, and I'm going to say it now. You're not a kid anymore, but man, you still know how to pound those skins. You're, you're just a monster. You know, oh, you. I mean, a lot, a lot of guys <laughs> kind of slowed down a bit. You know, you know, I hear um, great conga players, great percussionists, yeah. and as they tend yeah, to, yeah. and as they tend to get older, they're. they're um, you know their whole technique changes, and they find ways to. You know,
5: you know that's that's interesting because I don't feel like I feel I feel like I'm stronger now than I was like in my twenties. I mean, I'm really playing yeah. like some stupid kind of fast yeah. and more powerful than I did then. It's right. really crazy. I don't well, know. Well, you're, pro- uh,
1: you're probably healthier now, right? You, you kind of. Uh
5: well, no, no. I mean, no, no, those times I was very healthy. I mean, I was boxing, I was doing martial arts, I was doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was running all the time. But, but it's just a mental thing. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an inner strength. Um, it's something different. I don't know. Maybe I have something. I, I'm still trying to keep it together because, man, very soon we're going to be out there playing again.
7: Yeah.
5: And you know, I just want to have it together so that when I'm playing shows with this younger generation. Of musicians, it's not like I'm some like worn out, sorry ass, tired dude. That, no, that's not going to happen with me. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. Okay, I'm going to be powerful, and 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 that's it.
1: So tell or us, else if, I'm not going to play. So tell us about some of your new recordings. So you, you gave me a little link link before we went live today, and um, tell me yeah. about some of the stuff you're doing well, if you can. I don't know if you if you uh, um, are able to if, or want to, but tell us about some of the guys going to be working with you.
5: Well, um, you know, it's been so hard to figure this this whole record thing out because uh-huh. I have so many, so many different types of music. I've got some flamenco stuff that turns into funk. I got, you know, I got some like stinking funk. I got some some really beautiful like ballads that very different from you know. It's not like I don't know, man. You know, I'm always going. I'm always trying to. Come up with something that I haven't heard. Right. That's that's that's, that's where I'm coming from. I'm not going to do what someone else did. Sure. I don't care how long it takes. I mean, I, you know, I'd rather not play if I have to do that. But who if you... I have to copy this other guy? I'm not going to copy him.
1: But who are you going to be Excuse working me? with on these on these cuts? Can, are you, are well, uh, you, are you well I'm us? just
5: saying that to say this because, well, you know, I've, I've contacted quite a few people. Miles Sean, uh, Neil's uh uh son, Neil Sean from Journey. Neil sure,
7: sure.
5: Um uh, uh Lyle Workman. Uh-huh. Are you guys I mean man Lyle? Uh, yep, I guess he's playing with Sting. He's he's been with Sting for a while, right?
1: Yep, yep.
5: I turned him down about five times <laughs> wow. to be in my band. Wow. Uh uh man, uh let me see. Uh I man, I got a hair up my butt today and, and it was a Pat Thrall. I'm yeah. gonna call Pat. Cool. So you know, uh, um, you know, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm almost positive that all of these guys will will definitely want to play. I mean, I've already heard back from most of them, right. and they said yes. Okay, uh, Al. Again, I would like to have Al on this this project, and um, uh, it's possible Joe Satriani. Cool. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, but I don't really, you know, I, I mean, I want to pick the right guy. You know what? What's really interesting is I like to pick. These guys to play on something that's not their their shtick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so that they gotta come out of their bag and play something else. You know, it's like you know, uh, no one has ever heard Joe Satriani play funk. I'm sure of that. Yeah, definitely. But I have I have recordings of him playing that when he was in my band. Really? That boy can really get funk. I'm Whoa. serious. Now, man. What, no, it's not just a
1: Now Satriani was really, really young when you worked with him.
5: Oh, yeah, well, we were about the same age, so no. I found him playing in a band in Redwood City, and he had a band called Squares at that time. Uh-huh. The Squares. And, you know, I got him in my band, and it was uh, uh, Sash and uh, Bobby Vega bass player. Um, uh, any of the Bay Area people, they know who Bobby Vega is. Uh, yeah, bad sure. Bad dude, man. Okay. And so it was Us Me, and, and that was my second, like, third uh, three-piece band. I had one right before that called The Tongue. And then, um, then this, that, that, that configuration with, with those guys. Um, and so, um, yeah, I got these guys. Um, I, am hoping, I'm really hoping that I can get, uh, Stanley on this, this recording. Cause last one, he couldn't do it because of the Scientology thing.
7: Yeah.
5: Uh, I don't, they wouldn't let him or something. I don't know. He wasn't allowed to do Whatever. He couldn't do anything. Okay. He was locked down. So, um, but I, I would really like to get him, you know, and there's some drummers too, man. I want to you know I don't, I don't exclude drummers, man, you know I mean if I can move over and play something else, I'll play keyboard, I'll play something else. I don't care right I'll let them play you know I haven't really figured that out because the rhythm shit is pretty funky right now and it's, yep. and it's very powerful and but you and you not
1: play good. and you worked with some of the greatest the, drummers out there you worked with uh, Shreve, you worked with Prairie Prince, you worked with: yeah you know, obviously Lenny. But,
5: Lenny, Steve Gadd. Yeah, Gadd. A, a, lot, a lot of cats, man. Yeah. You, know, um, oh, um, you know, and then going back, like, man, when I think about it, you know, I watched that, the other night I watched a, um, a movie, uh, James Brown, uh, yeah. Get On Up. Yep. Have you seen that on Netflix? Yeah, it's pretty man, cool. Man, that boy got, he got the walk down. <laughs> He's yeah. got the way to hold the mic. He's got it down. I know because I played gigs with James Brown when I was 12 years old. Yeah. I know. Wow. And I'm looking at that going, whoa, that brother really got it down. But so I was thinking about that as well, you know. I want to, um, man. I want to incorporate some of these cats that that I mean. I'd like to have them. Them. I'm getting a lot of people writing into me. This is this is my idea right now. That that I think is a, is a really good one. Yeah. Uh, and people can let me know if they if they agree. Is to, you know, what if someone said, "Wow, you're going to be on a record with with your guitarist, for instance, and your idol is." Uh, I don't know, Neil Sean from Journey or right. Santana, whatever. Sure. Or, and somebody said,
2: man, you're going to be on. Only Wendy serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery
2: so don't take a
3: chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot,
2: buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? (laughs) So don't take a
3: chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Same tune with him. Well, you know, theoretically, you probably
5: would never meet this cat in your life. But if you're on the same record as him and on the same song as him playing, yeah, man, that's 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 a great feeling. It so is. that's what I want to do. I want I would like to combine all these. Unknowns with these these monsters on some songs, you know, okay. and, and, and 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 just give them something to feel proud about that, you know, proud of. That's yeah. what I like to do. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do for this thing. Yeah,
1: and, and and like you said earlier, you're not selfish. You're willing to teach anybody to, um, you know, share your experiences, to share your talents. Um, hey, hey, Rob, you still with me? I'm still here, yes, sir. Okay, you have any questions for Mingo? I'll I'll, tr- I'll move them over to him. I'll ask him anything you no, want to talk- hey,
6: No,
7: ben, ben.
5: I'm First of all, I'm really nice to meet you. I'm sorry I can't hear you. I'd yeah. probably be talking to you as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anything you well, want me to you ta- let Mingo.
6: You let Mingo know that I was listening to Casino today, listening to him blowing down some heavy grooves on that. And,
1: oh, uh, okay, Yeah, Rob. yeah, Rob was listening to Casino today, and he said you were a monster on that.
5: What song is on that? What, do I have a song on that? What is yeah, on? Yeah, of it? course you do. Uh, yeah, you all over it.
1: Yeah, but you, you play all over it. But um, I, uh, I, during the no, intro, no,
5: I, I have a song on it though. Yeah. Uh, one of my songs is on yeah, it. I'll I don't you, know
1: which one. I'll tell you in a second. Oh,
6: I don't know. I don't know if he wrote for a Casino, yeah, did he?
1: the Voodoo or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, hold on. I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, I, I, I happened to have called um, Rob earlier, and he told me he had, he was in his car listening to Casino and you are you are Mm -hmm. also um, while I'm looking while I'm looking that up what was it like working with the the Tubes because that was definitely a surprise when you popped up on the Tubes albums for me yeah you know it's so weird
5: because I mean I love theater I love art you know I mean uh, and that's what attracted me in the first place was the big you know the big show with the art and the dancers and the I, you know all the all, all the stuff you know the, yeah. the theatrical part right. but then when I started listening to the music yeah very interesting music man those cats they were brilliant man that yeah. was the band the two was a brilliant brilliant band yeah they were you and, know? and um and I that mean, music is that music is no joke but see it got kind of ostracized because people just saw the show yeah they didn't realize all the shit going on behind that show how powerful that was right even myself, being you know, on stage. I mean, you know, I don't really pay attention when I'm playing anyway. I just play. Yes.
1: But so,
5: I, I was watching all this other stuff going on. It's like, wow, I mean, this is so cool, you know. I mean, you know, think about it. I, you know, I got a lot of work out of that because of the, the art art um the oven.
7: Yeah.
5: Uh, Raquel Welch, and, you know, I became friends with, with a lot of people, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal, and a lot of people... Uh, in film, because uh, you know Kenny, Kenny Ortega was a genius man, right? And I mean, he was the choreographer and director. And then he went on to work with Michael Jackson. So that tells you something right there.
1: Yeah, and and yeah. and they did your God Bird change.
5: Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the opening show. Hey, hey, I, here's here's a bit of trivia that probably people don't know. Uh, when, when, uh, we, so we, when we played Odeon Hammersmith, right? Yeah. Or Hammersmith Odeon, I can't, I can't get them. yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in London, uh, first of all, the first bit of trivia that's interesting is we sold out more shows than the Beatles. <laughs> well. And then the second one is, uh, you know, this is where, uh, so God First James opened the show, and now Prairie and I were both playing drums all night long together. This is where Phil Collins saw Prairie and I for the first time. And this is where he decided that Genesis needed to have two drummers. Really? That's what he got Chester found. for. When he saw me and Prairie play together, he said, I have never seen two drummers sound like one drummer wow. in my life.
7: Yeah. That's
5: what he wrote in an article. And he said, This is really powerful. I mean, because it, it was big, you know? Yeah. Prairie, I mean, I, I have to admit, is the only guy I know that played. And he knows, you know, there's a place where you lay when you hit, oh, you know. And he was always playing the same place as me. So, uh, I, you know, we played very well together. And that's where Tessa Thompson and Profound uh, started. So,
1: yeah. Wow, cool. And yeah. uh, Trace yep. and the Voodoo is the uh, casino tune that you wrote. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Trace and the Voodoo. All right. Okay, so... Um, you also did the Tubes album that Rundgren produced, uh, Remote Control. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. How would
7: uh, yeah,
1: yeah. you like working with yeah. Todd? He kind of took that band over, didn't he? <laughs>
7: well,
5: you know, one thing working with him in the studio yeah. someone else's like I worked with him with Blues White Tag, and I worked with him with XTC. Right. And I did his record, uh, one of his uh, Nearly Human, I think it was. Yeah. And the Todd's thing, but man, you know, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, you're going to roll with him, man, oh man. That guy's a serious tyrant, Jack. You make two mistakes, you're gone. He's worse than James Brown. <laughs> I
7: mean,
5: we were friends we've been friends since
7: the seventies. So he did you,
5: not play around. Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea. I I'd never worked with him in a in a you know in a uh, in a touring situation. Okay. And man, he blew my mind. He was like, Me And you know, you fuck up one more time, you're out of here. Well, and he was serious. I looked at one started laughing, he said, Man, I he walked away and I knew, Oh shit, he, he's like kid. Yeah. So I got my shit together real quick. Todd so, so. is hard to work with. But he you know, I, I understand that. Yeah. Not everybody takes shit.
1: Okay, that, you know, wait, 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 wait you, you you're breaking up. What happened to your phone? Uh
5: oh. Yeah. Oh oh, 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 Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I uh, hold on. Uh, talk to Rob for a minute.
1: Okay. Yeah. So Rob, hey, right? he, Mingo's great, huh?
6: <laughs> I'm just listening, and it's it's wonderful to hear these Uh-oh. stories. You
1: there? Yeah, we're here. What happened to okay, your phone? So,
5: well, I think I put it on speaker or something. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, get it
1: off speaker. It's to... no good.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> Man, Clot, Ross, yeah, Ross. Uh, so, boom. so,
1: so, we lost a couple of great uh, musicians in the last couple of months, huh?
5: Man, I just saw that right now while I was trying to do this. Paul Jackson is one you're going to bring up, and yeah, that hurts, man. That boy was so funky. What? <laughs> yeah. Woo!
1: And how about Chick? Anyway. And Chick? You and Chick were. Uh... Uh,
5: that's that's a whole other thing that I I, I you know. Man, that, that hurt me so bad. That that uh, broke my heart, man. Yeah. You know? However, you know, I mean, man, I don't, what do I say? I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I played with Chick when I was 19 years old, man. Yep. And i so much from Chick.
1: Do you still talk to Lenny?
5: About everything
4: to do with me.
1: Do you still talk to Lenny?
5: Oh, yeah. Every once in a while we talk.
1: I, are
5: you there? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. What's with your can you hear me now? I can. Yeah. I spoke to Lenny yeah, a couple. I you sp- hear me now? Okay. I, I spoke to Lenny a couple of weeks ago. You
5: know, I saw Lenny uh, at the NAMM show. Uh, well, one of the long shows, I think it was probably three back, um, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. The same as Stanley. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those guys in years. So, yeah, um, or Simon and Phillips, and it was really nice to see them. I mean, you know, there's always a, uh, a, a tremendous amount of respect. You
1: know? Yeah. I
5: what? mean those guys are a little older than me and you know, I was kinda of always a kid, you know.
7: <laughs>
1: yeah. So
5: um, um I, I love them so um, much I learned a lot of
1: things from them. I keep losing you. What's going on with your phone? Oh shit. Man, see what I mean? Yeah. So you know what I'm gonna do? Let's to- let's try to get that fixed. I'm gonna play Chase and the Voodoo and uh, you know what? okay No, I'm not. I'm not gonna play it at all. I'm going to play your version of the wizard. Oh, oh!
5: Wow. While, okay. While we I g- don't
1: think I've heard that. Yeah. While we get your... I'm
5: going. I'm going to try to fix this. I'll call you back.
1: Okay. Bye. Bye, people. <laughs> okay, here we go. The wizard, and this is from um, uh, this is from um, 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 Mingo's first solo album. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, that was um, The Wizard, which was later covered on the first Aldi Miola album. Um, And it's a a Mingo Lewis tune. And this is Mingo's version from Mingo's first solo album with Pat Thrall playing guitar on that one. And Pat, if you don't know who Pat is, um, check out Automatic Man. Check out uh, Pat Travers. Um, Pat Stewing is a um, producer now. He's works out of uh, las vegas i believe and um he still has his hand in tons and tons of great great music so again uh, that was mingo so now we have the great rob garcia on with us and rob isn't as um uh crazy as mingo mingo will be back later i think (laughs) but um rob's definitely great and he's um down in florida now right
6: yeah I've been here been here yeah. for a long time originally from New York yeah, you, yeah. you know that though.
1: yeah 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 from Staten Island right
6: born born in Staten Italy
1: yeah <laughs> yeah Staten Italy now let me ask you a question how did you wind up in Jersey because I lived right there I was living right in the mix of all that
6: my first wife oh, okay uh, was from Matawan we wound up in Matalan.
1: yeah I lived in Marlboro, and,
6: and that was that was a great breeding ground for musicians. I mean, the Bon Jovi camp was there. I yeah. was in that sauce. The Skid Row camp was there. I was sure. in that sauce. Yeah. Um, Zach Wild, jazz, whatever, however you want to call them, yeah. All the Bruce Springsteen people. Yeah. Uh, the Southside Johnny people. I, I got to know all of them. And, and yep. I owe each and every one of them a debt of gratitude for what they taught me.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I worked out of the lens.
6: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was managing,
1: right. you know, I was part of the management team at the Middlelands. And, um, you know, so I, I lived off of Route 9, and um, I lived in Marlboro, and I, that's how I met Alan Gower down there. My daughter was taking uh, guitar lessons with Alan. And, I was
6: at that store probably when you were,
1: what year? Um, God, I don't remember. I moved out here 15, probably 15 years ago. What year is this?
6: I worked with Alan probably from 82 to 87.
1: Yeah, this might have been around that time, actually. Might yeah. have been around 80s. Yeah, it might have been around that time. But um, Alan's a great guitar player. I love Alan Gow. Yeah.
6: Alan Gow was turning the anthem to the replacement. And he's funny as hell. Yeah. But Alan Gow is a great guitar player, but he could be just as good a comedian.
1: Yeah? <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. He, he yeah, he, he and there's no style that he can't play. He he kind of.
6: Well, I'll tell you that shop musicians workshop just to give you an idea. Yeah. Um. Alan was there. Uh, Glenn Alexander, who now plays with Southside Johnny, uh-huh. was there. Dave LaRue was teaching lessons there. He's in the Dixie Drags with Steve yeah. Morse, sure, or the Steve Morse band. Yeah, Zach Wild,
7: yeah, well,
6: Cave Watson's there.
7: Yeah,
6: uh, there's a guy named Joey Belia who has played with Southside Johnny uh, and Bon Jovi, who also was there. Just an immense amount of talent.
1: Yeah, yeah,
6: was at that show.
1: Well, I remember, going, and I was
6: just absorbing. Yeah,
1: I remember going to a sushi place, and what's his name he used to be there all the time. Uh, bon Jovi's a guitarist. I can't remember his name now. Oh, Richie Sambora. Yeah, Sambora was always hanging out there with what's her name, his wife at the time, uh, that big actress. He gets, he's, he's
6: yeah, uh, I know he's a little blonde girl. Yeah. yeah. I forgot her name.
1: Heather Locklear. Uh, Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. yep.
6: He, he's such an underrated guitar player. I thought he was great. And yeah. I, I'll tell you what, uh, the last couple of Bon Jovi albums, you know, I miss them. Yeah. I miss Richie Sambora uh, with, Sam, with uh, Bon Jovi. Uh, there's a hole there, and you know he's
1: got a great player, X. Yeah, they had that. Uh, they had that uh, uh, Jagger uh, Richards thing going. They worked well together. Yeah,
6: they really did. Yeah, they, they really, really did.
1: Yeah, they really did. And um, you know, it's the same thing that uh, you know, um, you know, every you know Bowie had Ronson, and uh, they every you know, it's great when you can rely on your guitarist to, uh, you know, cover your ass when you're out there. And Sam Bohr was able yeah. to do it. He really did. Um, He's a great doppler. Yeah. He's a really, really good doppler. Yeah, he is. So what's the deal with you? What are you up to? Well, COVID has taken its toll on my band. I'm uh Well you had it too, right? I'm, you got hit. I did. Yeah.
6: I did get hit. Uh I've been I've been just writing music throughout all of this COVID thing. I'm doing gigs, I'm doing little gigs, but um Uh, my, my goal, like I said, in the last interview is to get out there again, but we're not sure still, you know, even with the vaccines, which, which show a lot of hope, the touring industry now has to get its act together. And and are they going to do tests? Are they going to do proof of vaccine? Are they going to open up full tilt? Are they going to, you know, they don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah so, so I, I have a feeling it's going to be hybrid. It's going to be partial um, live audience, partial uh, streaming. Uh, you know, this, this whole distance thing, how a club's going to make I money. I agree.
6: I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. How, I don't think streaming is going to go away.
1: No, no, I don't think so. Because first of all, how a clubs going to make money, you know, if uh, they can't fill, you know, they have to fill their, their you know, the capacity to make money. I've run enough clubs to know that uh, you need hot asses and cold seats to make money, you know.
6: Absolutely. Well, think about this though. Say the stones come to, you're in New Mexico, right? Say they come, say they come to Albuquerque. Yeah. And they sell out. Let's right. just say they sell out, because the stones always sell out, right? Yeah. And you wanted to go, but you couldn't get a ticket, or a ticket was too grand, and then, with, you know, exorbitant.
7: Yeah.
6: Um, now, if they're doing live streams, you know, most people have a pretty big TV in their house. Most people have a pretty decent Sound system, right? You could stream your hometown show.
1: Yep.
6: For you know yep. less than the ticket. Yep. You could you could eat inside the comfort of your own home. You could drink yep. inside the comfort of your own home. Yep. I think you're right. I think that that stream uh, is going to become yeah. like a T-shirt. You I know do, what I mean? Yeah. Even even if you go to the show.
1: Yeah. I do buy too. the
6: down. Buy the down. The, the streaming. The download of the streaming. And
1: yep. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, be First of all, you have a front row seat. You're not fighting crowds. You're not paying twenty five bucks to park your car. You know, you're not mm-hmm. paying. You're not paying fifteen bucks for a beer. You know that kind of thing. Absolutely. And um, so I think you will. I think you will be able to pay. You know, you, you won't. You don't mind paying fifty bucks or whatever to sit in your house and see the Stones or something. Um,
6: just did it for New Year's Eve. Did I think it was uh, fifty bucks? For the stream, and then you could get like a VIP package, right? For like three hundred bucks, wow. well, where they send you a DVD of it or whatever. But wow. it's worth it. if You're a big Kiss fan, yeah. It's worth it, you know.
1: Yeah, so you would have paid to have seen them anyway if you went to see the show.
6: They did it in Dubai. It yeah. would have cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, three hundred bucks. You know, you invite a couple of friends over, you split it. You know, whatever. 50, oh yeah, 50 absolutely. Bucks, Fifty bucks a person—it's no big deal, you know that kind of thing. You, you know, you make you make it work, you know. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, I think the live industry is going to take a quick, quick change, and I think I think we're in the process of it now. Um, but um, you, I understand you're playing some gigs, right? You're doing some small gigs now.
6: I'm doing tiny little you know, musician gigs here. I'm doing Mm -hmm. like, uh, tiki bars and restaurants like what I did before I toured. Yeah.
1: Um,
6: and I'm, I'm really grateful for them because, you know, I got friends in New York. They've been out of work since, since the beginning of COVID.
1: Yeah. It's over a year. It's over a year now. I know.
6: Yeah. And a musician, you know, unless, unless you're in the big time and I don't even know, I have no idea because I was never in the big time, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're a musician, if you don't work, you don't make money. And, and I'm, well, I'm grateful for
1: that. You know, I was talking to uh, Mingo earlier. I not know if you heard about Todd, about Todd Rundgren. Todd's doing a series yeah. of shows. He's staying in the same place with his band. They're not moving. But, like, one night they'll say, okay, we're in Cincinnati. Welcome, Cincinnati, that kind of thing. And I it, saw
6: part of it. It looks really good.
1: It does, doesn't it? So what happened was yeah, there, there, there was a couple of glitches. You know, um, um, you know they had some uh, uh, problems trans- transmitting, so they gave everybody a code to see the next show for free. You know, there was that kind of a thing. Yeah. And so you know everybody was happy. You know uh, he's doing a great job. You know, but Todd was always in the forefront of media. He always was able to absolutely make it work for him. You know, he always knew how to work, manipulate it. So you know, uh, absolutely, you have to kind of hold on to the coattails of the guys to know what's going on. So. um you know, so you know Mingo, who who work with the biggest bands around, is pretty much in the same boat you're in now. Okay. You know, he's. No, um, well,
6: I think a lot, I think a lot of musicians
1: are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but you know, I'm. You know, he's not in. Um. You know he he, he he's not working. You know, in the big leagues right now. He's he's starting from pretty much scratch. You know. So um, yeah, he's he's kind of crawling. You know, uh, clawing his way into the into the, the uh, music. Uh, uh, business again and and it's not easy it's not easy for big musicians who are doing it again I know tons of them and it's not easy for guys who um, have never you know been in you know the super stardom league and everything else so um, it, it's going to be a whole it's like a level field now everybody's starting from ground zero so that's it, true it is and so, that is very true so it may be time for guys like um, you know guys like you who, who who are great writers? Who have a great band? um, To kind of share what's going on out there. There's 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 X amount of big bands left. There's not too many of them left, and people are are, are, are starving for great music now. So you know, I'm hoping that bands like yours, like the Assassins, can make in you know a mark in the music field now. You
6: know, and from your mouth to God's ear, that'd be great. But yeah. you know. I think you, I think you talk to any musician. You're a musician yourself. I mean, Yeah we, we do it because we have to. Yeah. We, we do it because, like, when, when COVID came and, and we were all sitting here knowing that everything was shut down. Right. People were like, what will you do? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, will I Uber? What will I do? Will I Uber? Yeah. Food? Will I, will, now, mind you, I, I, had 10 years on wall street if i really wanted to i could become a stockbroker again. but yeah, right i left that life to become a musician right. it's not you you understand the sacrifices of it and it sounds cliche but it's really really true well every musician listening will agree
1: yeah well i'll be honest with you i started my podcast series um i don't know i started with the radio thing first so i guess the podcast thing is maybe going back six months now maybe seven and I, I made $40, but it cost me 100 to make that 40 yes. you, know, you know what I'm saying? I'm losing money every mm-hmm. month, but you know what? It's mm-hmm. something you have to do. Like you said, you have to do. Welcome
6: to the life of a musician.
1: Yeah, you know, no, I know. Mean, I'm, I'm just saying it's something you have to do. Now, I've spoken to um, a great musicians, big guys who have worked with the biggest out there, and, that, and they're all doing solo albums now, and, and they tell me the same thing. They'll put out a CD now or, or, or a digital release or whatever. And they know before they release it, they'll lose money and they don't care. They'll yeah. still, they keep doing it.
2: Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot
2: and buttery so don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on
3: a better breakfast with Wendy's Bacon or Sausage Egg and Cheese Biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot, buttery breakfast biscuits are
2: loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? (laughs) So don't take a chance With those other guys Bet on
3: a better breakfast With Wendy's bacon Or sausage Egg and cheese biscuit Choose wisely Choose Wendy's At participating U.S. Wendy's During breakfast hours You
6: gotta do it You gotta do it yep. I mean the, the first Five years of my life uh-huh. As a musician yeah. All I ever wanted to do Was play regular right. Play like a regular In New York yeah. They called them Club bait guys
7: Sure
6: Right you know where, you, where one day you're working in a club, the next day you're working at a wedding, the next day yeah. you're doing a bar mitzvah, the next right. thing you do. And that's all I ever really wanted to do. Now, did I have dreams of becoming the next, you know, rock star? Yeah, of course I did. Right. But after 30 years, 34 years of doing it, and then having toured theaters, I kind of got bit by that dog.
1: Right. Yeah.
6: You know, and so the uh, up until COVID, I had done a fair amount of theater work and, and nothing beats when you walk out on the stage and there's, you know, on a on, on small scale, like 400, 500 people.
7: Sure.
6: On a big scale, we played the Louisiana Cajun show, you know, and it's, it's just a, it's a bug, you know? Yeah. And and right now, playing little gigs is, make like like what Mango said, you know, keeping your chops up so that when that opportunity comes again, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, um, no, I understand that. I understand that. And um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm telling you, the biggest musicians out there, guys who are, um, you know, w- working in front of uh, uh, twenty, thirty, forty thousand people, are, I strive, a, a, a would be happy to play four hundred seat theaters now. You know.
6: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, of course.
1: You know, so it's it's. So, that's what I'm saying. Things are going to change. Everything's going to change. and um,
6: It's a big industry. Yeah. You know, people don't realize it. They see the bands on the stage, but it's it's catering. It's audio. Oh, sure. It's staging. It's lighting. yes, yeah. it's, it's truckers. It's
1: yeah. It's a, yeah, so it, much. It's selling popcorn. It's selling hot dogs. It, you know, it's everything. It's an
6: economy unto itself. Yeah, yeah. It's an economy unto itself.
1: Yeah. So, um... Yeah, that's kind of was my train of thought there. So yeah, no, so you're right. It is. It, it is a whole economy. It's a whole whole system of, uh, you know. And then it's the then it's just the um, the people who who help the musicians get by. It's roadies. It's 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 a guitar. Absolutely. You know, it, it's selling guitars. It's selling drums. It, it's replacing strings. You know, it's it, like you know we were talking about. Um, you know, about guitar techs earlier, about, about uh, you know, uh, um, amp techs. It, it, it is. Everybody f- feels it. and um, I heard
6: a statistic that Gibson and Fender sold more than usual during the pandemic. And I'll tell you what. Aside from being happy that somebody during the pandemic did okay, um, and just like what Ringo said earlier, I am very hopeful, super-duper hopeful, that some young kid right now is in his room with a computer writing Let It Be, the next Let It Be. Because, yeah. you know, guitar music took a hit for oh, yeah. many, many years.
1: Yeah, I know. People Hip-hop st- came in, Yeah,
6: EDM came in.
1: Yeah, people stopped buying guitars, I know that.
6: Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think it's a very hopeful sign For rock and roll I don't believe that rock and roll is dead I mean I know a lot of people say that I don't believe that rock and roll is dead But I think I don't think it's on life support either But I think it's close You know I think I think that we need flesh blood To carry that torch And And I'm hoping that somewhere out there That there's You know Let it be with a computer You know A guitar and a computer Right Let it be you know, whatever whatever yeah. it is that the next generation is going
1: to do. Well, I, I was talking to some musicians last week, and um, I, I'm under the uh, assumption and the belief, actually, that these guys sitting in their um, homes with, with a computer... Now, I'm a keyboard player. That's what I do. But I learned how to play keyboards prior to this, you know, before you had a computer hooked up to them. And um, I just have a, you know... I forgot who said the greatest thing that ever happened was somebody sitting in their bedroom with a computer and a, and a controller, but that's also the worst thing that ever happened to music, you know? So it's overproduced now. It's, but it's got maybe it's got a land. Yeah, I'm saying, saying there's some guys who are going to do miraculous work with it, and, this, and that, but there's tons of guys who are going to put out junk with it, you know? And And, yeah, and always yeah. the cream rises to the top. Well, the
6: guy that comes to mind for me is Herbie Hancock. Remember Rocket with all those keyboards? I mean, that guy
1: was oh, a genius. Yeah. Well, you know, you know I, I talked to Bill Laswell, the guy who wrote that and produced that with him, every Monday night. I deal with Bill. I don't know if you know that. That's Bill, uh, you that, told that, me. That's Bill Laswell. He's the guy who wrote Rocket okay. and produced it. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I deal with Bill. So I, I'm very, you know, I'm in that camp. Plus, a really good friend of mine is Patrick Gleason, who was Herbie's first synthesizer player. And
6: uh, no
1: okay, Yeah, yeah. Patrick used to drag around a room full of keyboards, analog stuff in the day, you know? Yeah. And he used to have different colored cables to, you know, punch into, you know, it was the old Moog things and everything else. And he said the greatest day of his life was when he didn't have to do, go digital, uh, to go analog anymore because, he, you know, he got tired of all the cables and everything else. But um, what I'm afraid of is that I- the, these kids today aren't going to know how to work in a band surrounding. You know, you sit in your house with a with a, uh, a click track. That happens. Yeah, you know. That happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you have a click track. You have a uh, um, you know a drum pattern. You, you you have your beats, and that's it. And you know, you're not going to know how to work with three other guys. I spoke. Happens. We sp-
6: saw a little bit of that on the Grammys, didn't
1: we? Yeah, I think we saw a lot of that at the Grammys. <laughs> but the whole thing is, I spoke to the School of Rock yesterday you know the School of Rock is a... Uh, of course. A, it's a franchise. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I did. So, and, and, and the movie came after the first School of Rock. I guess the guy was in Philadelphia who started it. But anyway, I spoke to the guys on the West Coast, uh, the School of Rock franchises out here. And what they do is, well, obviously they couldn't do it during the pandemic, but they try to keep these kids in a um, group atmosphere with, where you are playing with, uh, you know, three, four other guys, you know, and, and girls, and, um, you know, I think that's great because, you know, a lot That's of, super important. It is.
6: I, I it's mean, the most you, important thing. I mean, you have to, you have, music is about communication and connection, and that happens on the stage first. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that's really important. You can't, you can't just leave it up to a computer.
1: No. No, you can't. And how about improvising? Is, is that a lost start?
6: Uh, not for me. No, no. I'm not talking. I
1: love it. I'm not, I do too. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the young people getting into it.
6: I, you know, and so I see both. You know, during the pandemic, I was on YouTube a lot, yeah. actually taking lessons. Okay. Um, but you see a lot of younger people that are very, very proficient at at guitar and at keyboard and at whatever instrument it is. I don't think it's a lost art I think the community has shrunk I think that This is my belief Uh I think that record companies Have a star making machine That is really really big And right now it's not focused On virtuosic musicianship It's focused on
1: Looking good Whatever
6: it is that we saw Yeah whatever it is that we saw at the Grand See, that too is a double-edged sword for me because I grew up with bands like Kiss and Bowie and Prince and Queen, and they had ginormous shows. Right. Tremendous shows that would, you know, I think I, I use this term a lot, and I might have used it on the last podcast, but when you left a Queen show or a Kiss show, you got hit in the face with a bag of nickels. The music was part of it, No, no doubt about it. Right. But the show was just as big, but I think that it got to be what the what the music industry is doing now is, is all show yeah and no no meat and, and, and you need the meat
1: yeah, and you know what scares me too a lot of um the big stars now are hashtag experts it's it's more important <laughs> it's more important to know your hashtags than it is to know you know how to play music and that scares the crap out of me.
6: Yeah, that's. I I don't agree with that. I God, I, uh, I hope we're not there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I
1: really
6: hope we're not
1: there. Well, yeah, that scares me because you know uh, logarithms mean a lot more now than it did when I was a kid. There was no such thing. First of all, well, you know, when you were a right. kid, you're talking about Queen, you're talking about Kiss, you're talking about Bowie. Um, I was around for their first shows. I saw the first Queen show in New York. They opened for Matta Hubel at the Uris. Matta yeah, yeah, at the Uris. Yep, you saw that. Yeah, yeah, at the Uris, and um, I saw them two years later. I saw them in their first headlining tour at yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, and and I remember them because um, um, I was never a big Queen fan, but I remember they were great. Op- they were a great opening act, and I remember their their encore was um, "Hey Big Spender." You know that tune, that old. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there yeah, yeah. was their um, um, encore. And um, I saw, very, Bo- I much yeah, I must have seen Bowie a dozen times. I saw this, you know, um, station to station tour on Long Island um, at the Coliseum. I saw the uh, um, Diamond Dogs tour at the Garden. I saw the Bowie's uh, um, uh, well, one of the icons,
6: you know,
1: yeah, yeah, Al- yeah, Cooper yeah, Cooper. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the R and B tour he did with Luther Vandross as one of his backup singers at the Radio City. Um, yeah. You know, I saw the New York Dolls. Uh, you know, I, I saw the um, Lou Reed uh, um, uh, rock and roll animal Underground, yeah, oh, okay. no, no, the, the uh, um, rock and roll animal tour. You know, I saw him a couple of times. but That was the first time I saw him. And none of those, none of these bands. I mean, Bowie definitely had proficient bands and everything else. So you know, Lou Reed, so did everybody. But um, and, and Bowie was an incredible performer. But he didn't uh, work to a... uh, um, His vocals were... He did them live. You know know what I'm saying? The vocals weren't piped in. They weren't on a live Yeah, the music
6: music wasn't compromised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The show was was there to accent the music, not the other way around. And and that's the way it should have been, you know? Yeah, yeah. I saw Alice Cooper at a place called the Fountain Casino in New Jersey, and I was a huge Alice Cooper fan, and it was a general admission show. So I was... Probably within the first five rows, I remember just being squished all night long, and right. the the band was it was for Allied Forces, Right. Tour. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a nothing. It was a nothing Alice Cooper album. It didn't do that great, but right. the the show that he put on, I mean, you could see how this guy is a rock and roll icon.
1: Yeah, I saw. His I, band I,
6: was just amazing.
1: I saw the um 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 what was the name of that album? Love it to death. Tour. Oh, um. And uh, at the film war, and he um, actually tarred and feathered everybody. He had they they had feathers with glue, and they turned on this giant fan, and everybody in the front got their <laughs> picking feathers off. <laughs> <laughs> it was you know. So, and then, then then I started working with Flo and Eddie later on in my career, and they opened.
6: Re- I saw I saw Flo and Eddie. Flo and Eddie
1: uh,
6: recently and well, when I say recently, in the last five years i yeah. saw the uh not the peace and love so what's that tour that they do
1: yeah, they uh the boys of summer or something whatever it was the summer thing i know what you mean it, it
6: was great yeah. they were fantastic i now they uh one of them is really really sick
1: yeah howard's very sick uh what's his name Dante from uh, the archies took yeah, his spot right yeah yeah but you know yeah. we, we actually sent Flo and Eddie to jamaica uh, we had a record label that we're dealing with, and um, they did a reggae album for us, backed by the... Uh, of, yeah, that ro- uh Yeah, f- uh, Rock Steady with Flo and Eddie, and um, <laughs> we had, uh, like, uh, they did it at tough Gong Studios. It was a legitimate um, reggae album. Augustus Pablo was on it, a lot of the Wailers, uh, um, some really cool, cool people. And, you know, I, was, I used to run a club in New York called My Father's Place. I was a manager. I played
6: of, at My Father's Place.
1: Yeah, okay. So, um, you know the club. And we had a record label associated, Epiphany Records. And we sent them off to uh, Jamaica. And they did this album. And, um, uh, you know, it was... They were so good. Yeah.
6: They were so... And, they, you know, it's it's very rare now. But it used to be pretty regular. that. It's a party when you go to see a band, and they well, were they were a party.
7: Yeah,
1: they
6: were a party. They were just a lot of
1: fun, and they had a lot of the old Mothers of Invention working with them at the time. And um, you know, I'm really friendly with the old Mothers of Invention, uh, Bunk Gardner right. and Don Preston and those guys. And um, you know, it, it was a whole different thing. You, you didn't you weren't paid to um, you were not paid, but i, I say, you weren't a hired gun. you were in a band. It was a family thing, you know. Yeah. You know, everybody, yeah. everybody traveled together. Everybody ate the same crappy food. Uh, you know, I know um, I, I worked with uh, Santana not too long ago. Uh, not, well, I'm saying not too long, you know, seven, eight years ago. Um, not that I worked with him, but I was running um, an amphitheater in New Mexico. And he came in yeah. in this nice tour bus and everything else. The rest of the band came in later on. You know, he flew in and, and his thing met him. You know, he had a big suite. The rest of the band had these little, you know, it just wasn't, it's not a band. Rolling
6: has become a really, really, I'm going to speak for myself. Uh-huh. Because I know that there are still tours that go in, you know, five guys in a van right. with a trailer behind it. But when, when we did our tours, that was another thing that got me a little bit addicted to it. I mean, it was, with a promotion company behind right. you. You know, everybody gets their own hotel room. Right. You eat good. You get a per diem when you are not playing. I mean, it's it's a, it's become a luxurious thing. Right um, there, but like what you were where you were going and what you were saying, it does separate you from the band. You become yeah. an individual, right? You know what I mean?
1: Uh, um, I I did one of the last OzFests, and Ozzy comes in in this beautiful gold plated uh, bus, and and Black Sabbath was it was the last Black Sabbath thing and the guys from Black Sabbath all had a beat up old looking like an old Greyhound bus with three tires you know and it looked like they were falling apart and he comes in and it's beautiful like the Rolls Royce of tour buses you know and you know it is it, it, it was kind of heartbreaking because Black Sabbath was a band they, they, they came up together you know, they, one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I you love know, Flex. You know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ozzy's daughter was with him. Um, what the heck's her name? Kelly. Yeah, she Kelly. actually, you know, killed one of my golf carts. She fell off a cliff. And, um, you know, so, you know, he, he traveled with his really beautiful nurse. You know, she was a nurse like I'm a nurse, but, you know, that's what he called her. <laughs> and it was... Um, you know, it, it was just an insanity thing where, where there was such a separation. There was such a level of um, difference between him it, and the rest of Black Sabbath. It was it was really sad, you know. It
6: does separate you. Yeah. I mean, so on our tour, the, we would meet in the morning in the lobby of the hotel. We would all go to the theater, and then even until showtime. Yeah. Uh, you know, you lo- when you're loading into a theater. Audio does their thing. Lighting does their thing. Merch does their thing. And now you're... I was with the tour manager a lot. He be, he and I became really good friends. So I was kind of learning how a tour worked with him. I was shadowing him the whole time. Right. I really had zero... Short of being on stage with the band, I had very little communication with the band. Right. Yeah. So it does make you an individual.
1: Right. Right. And, um, so again, it's, it you know, a band in, in a day was four or five guys, you know, in the back of a van with some guy driving you around, you were bouncing in the back, smoking cigarettes, whatever the heck you were doing back there. And, um, you know, I, I think we've got to get back to that. I think that's going to be the, uh, save the saving grace of rock and roll. I, uh, you know, um, I hope
6: it does. I mean, I, you know, I hear a lot of great music out
1: there, yeah, yeah. but
6: they're projects. You know what I mean? They're right. like projects. It's like Black Star Riders are a great band, but I don't know that you know when when there's a Thin Lizzy show, they become Thin Lizzies. So,
7: sure.
6: Uh, the guys from Guns N' Roses had Velvet Revolver. Right. It was a project. I did. I did happen to see Velvet Revolver. Who were great.
1: Yeah.
6: But it's all it's all side projects. It's yeah. never abandoned.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, whoever I talk to, is in four different bands now.
6: Right.
1: Nobody's, you know, into one band. But you know, I guess that's just the way it had to be. Um, but let's uh, let let let's uh, speed up a bit. I have a, a tune here that you sent me. Do you want to tell us about that? We'll get it played.
6: The song?
1: Yeah, your tune. The tune you sent me earlier. The today. song
6: is a is a political statement. I got. We spoke about this on the last yes. podcast. You know, I'm a I'm a lefty liberal pinko. Me too. <laughs> and um there was just so much unrest. There's still so much unrest with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and the white supremacists.
1: Yeah, Asian Asian lights, Asian lights Matter now and uh
6: now. Yeah, and, and I became so frustrated with it and I, I wrote this song the first few lines of the song, the first verse in the song is about Aleppo, right? The, the capital of Syria. Okay. And the thought the, the thought process was how Trump would be calling these countries shithole countries. Right? And um, you know, I was I, I described how Aleppo is is a town in ruins and as a result of war and kind of like pointing my finger at Aleppo, like almost calling it a shithole country. Not really. I mean, what they're going through there is horrendous, but from the, from the point of view of a Trumper. And then, yeah. as soon as I finish that verse, I go into every city in the United States that had burning of police cars, burning of police stations, rioting you know it's like you're talking about Aleppo but look at fucking us right we're we've got problems too that we've got to that we've got to address
1: oh we have more problems we have more problems than anybody else now
6: yeah yeah and and I I don't know what the answer to it all is I mean I I just don't understand and this sounds like a hippie thing but I I just don't understand how we can't look at one another in the eye and say you know my grave is going to be the same size as your grave. I believe red. You believe red. And and we just don't do it. It's like there's, there's, there's a group of people in the United States that thinks that they're better than everybody else.
1: Well, yeah. Well, it, you, know, uh, you know Lenny White. Mingo was talking about Lenny.
7: Yeah.
1: Uh, Lenny uh, had me read a book. I did a couple of uh, interviews with Lenny. And... Um, he um, he said to me, I'm not gonna to talk to you anymore until you read this book. And it's called the it's called Cast, C A S T E. I've
6: heard of it. It's by a woman.
1: Yeah, Isabel uh, I forgot her last name. Yeah, right? I, I've
6: heard so much about that book I gotta read it.
1: Yeah. You like, did you read it? Yeah I did. If you like I'll send you a copy of it. Um,
6: I, I've heard so much good stuff about that book.
1: Yeah, and so we live in a caste system and and, and you know <laughs> and, and he brought it to my attention if you think about it. Uh, we really do. Um, there's the guys on top, and um, you know, the, the, but they've
6: convinced a portion—if you want to call it a caste system—they've convinced a portion of the the indentured servants. Yes, that, that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
6: You they're... know, I just don't get that. Yeah. This is America. We know better. We should well, know better.
1: Yeah. Well, well, well. They, they, they got, they got these guys who, um, you know, these. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, these these, these crackers and stuff down south um, who, you know, with no teeth and, and, you know, drinking out of, uh, you know, uh, jars, whatever, that they're part of the upper class, that they're part of the upper caste.
6: I did... I did a... Um, um, like a... A corporate thing for one of the politicians here that will remain nameless it was a woman
7: uh-huh.
6: in the middle of Florida right Democrat and I asked her I said do you think do you, do you're gonna win and she says hell no yeah she says she said I don't even know if I should be saying this but you know there, there was, let's let's generalize generalize it. She goes, the KKK runs this town yeah basically And I'm like, how how can you possibly know that? How can it be common knowledge? And you still—that's like saying the Nazis run my town.
1: Yeah. Well, it's insane. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, your your background is what Hispanic. I'm Cuban. Okay. Yes. And mine is I'm Jewish, and um, so obviously we're not part of an upper caste. Um, (laughs) No. You know, so you know, and and they they, kind of had I don't know about your parents but my parents believed that um, they were middle class and that's where they belonged and um, you know they, they were comfortable my mother worked my father worked and uh, everything they did they you know they had to save for and uh, they thought that was the way life is supposed to be it got harder for me you know I, I made yeah. I made more money than my father ever did and it still got harder and I think um, my family, my kids that follow in, you know, after me. Our
6: kids, our kids are going to have our kids are going to have it tougher than we did. Yeah, I'm, but, but I'm we, grateful for, yeah. for my daughter is smart. Yeah, and she's made some really good decisions. She, she's going to be okay. But it's it's not handed down. You no. know, it used to be easier. Let's just call it easier. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, 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 and I put something up on Facebook today, I don't know if you saw it, something that Frank Zappa said years ago that um, this whole thing about freedom, is um, it's all a show. And when it gets too expensive for the government to um, keep going, they're just going to pull everything out. They're going to open up the curtains, they're going to take out the chairs and, and tables, and the brick wall is going to be shown and you're going to see, boom, you're not really as free as you thought you were. And, yeah. um, and I think that's the truth. I think we're living in that. I, I
6: I think that's the truth too. Yeah, I think I think we have all the power. I think the masses have all the power. We just we've not used it.
1: Well, you know, yeah, because the whole thing is the ma- who's the masses now? There are no masses. Everything's split in the middle, and they do that on purpose. It's like watching professional wrestling.
6: You know, they were very successful at that.
1: Yeah, it's like the WWE. You know, you, every vote is a tie or something. Nothing is ever easy. And and and, 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 and they have the uh, masses watching this stuff. And I think it's fixed. I really do. I, I think it's just, um, I don't think it matters what uh, political parties are running the show at that moment. It's the same bull crap. It's just a matter of... Um, I'll
6: tell you the truth. I sleep a little easier knowing that Biden's in the... I, I voted, I voted, I would have voted for Bernie. Yeah. But I sleep I sleep a little easier knowing that Biden's at the helm not Trump.
1: Yeah, um, I do too, but you know what? He's, uh, I don't think he's the guy who uh, should have been sitting in that chair today. I really don't. He had to be because there was nobody else, and we had to vote him in. But, um, you know, even that they made, they turned into a, a TV special, you know? Well, that's cool. well look at
6: look, at, look at Cuomo. I was in love with Cuomo. Yeah. And now all this shit's coming out of him.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. insanity. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, again, who do you trust? You can't trust the left. You can't trust the right. Who, do you, who the hell do you trust? And I think that's. Did you ever
6: hear? Did you ever hear a band called Queensrÿche?
1: Sure. Yeah.
6: Did you ever hear Operation Mindcrime? The album?
1: No, no, I never really listened to too much of their music.
6: That album is a concept album. Uh-huh. It's it's very prophetic about what's going on right now. Mm. They nailed it. It was during it was during the Reagan. Administration, which I could, you could see the parallels. Yeah. Except now it's completely more, more extreme. But
7: right.
6: if you ever get a chance to listen to Operation Minecraft yeah, like a real sit down, you know, like listen to the album, right? Um, you'll see what you're what you're saying exactly what they were saying.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, um, I, I, and I think the um, more knowledge you have, the worse shape you're in. I think it, ignorance is bliss. God. You know, but, you know, that's that's my own belief. But, um, you know, I, I think we're in the middle of a shit show. And I speak to guys um, in, in Norway and Sweden. You know, I do podcasts from all over the world. And these guys tell me that Biden it would be on the super right where they live.
6: Yeah, well, even look at Canada.
1: Yeah. Look yep, at Canada.
6: Yep, yep, yep. Like, I, I have a friend who calls himself a conservative, but, like, legit, you know, he's not.
1: Yeah,
6: he's not a conservative. He's a, he's a liberal yeah. here in this country. Yeah, yeah, our right so extreme. Yep. You know, and and people get upset when you use the word fascist, nationalist, Nazi. But the truth be told, I, I see a very thin line there.
1: Yeah, I do too. I do too. And um, and the, you know, they, they gave us a black president. I mean, was he really black? You know, he was half black. They gave us a black uh, vice president who's half black and half this and you know a third this and a quarter that. You know, um, uh, Stacey Abrams in my eyes is a black politician. You know, love her. Yeah, I do too. Barack Obama was you know uh, uh, he's a kind of half black person. You know, you know what I'm saying? They they
6: they. they really- I love I love him too. I love him too. He I didn't agree with everything that he. I didn't agree with a lot of his drone policies and things like that, but I I thought he really tried. Yeah. He had tremendous opposition.
1: But would you call him a black president?
6: As black as we've had.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know the blackest we've had. But you know, you see, um, you know, they gave us a, a half black person. You know, they they they. But you know
6: what that did, though.
2: Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery? Wendy's
4: breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery.
2: So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon
3: or sausage egg and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot, buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese,
2: and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and buttery.
2: So don't take a chance with those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage egg
3: and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely.
2: Choose Wendy's.
3: At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. For black children. Yeah. She aspired to be. No,
1: no, no, the no. I, I know, person. I know. But it's funny how they had to give you black light. You know what I'm saying? L i t e. They couldn't give you the full black person. They had to give you, uh, <laughs> you, you know. And, and, That's and, funny. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he did a great job, and he was half black, but they had to kind of, um, um, kind of lay it out. You know. Slowly, they, they they couldn't give you, um, you know, uh, they, they they couldn't give you like an Al Sharpton or something like that. They they, they gave you. It was so hit. You know what I he mean? Was so hit, yeah, not that Sharpton yeah. would have been a great president. But you know what I'm saying? They didn't give you a real, yeah. you know, a hundred percent black guy who who grew up, you know, um, you know, went to City College, who who, who went to Queens College, who went, you know, uh, uh, you know. Obama. I
6: wanted Cory. I would have. I would have Cory Booker this time around.
1: Yeah, I might have, too. I think I might have, too.
6: Um, I would totally would have voted for him. He got knocked out really early. Yeah. with the disappointed in that.
1: Yeah, he did. And, um, you know, uh, so, yeah, so I, I I don't get it. I just don't get this country. But I do get it because it's just a show. That's all it is. You know, we'll give you this. We'll take in that. Uh, what, what did they say? The uh, big print giveth and the small print taketh away. And that's what they did to us. I- I
6: remain optimistic going forward, and and not in our politicians, but in our in our children. I think that in a generation or two, we're going to see some really smart kids that grew up not seeing color. My daughter, so I, you know, I I saw racism. Yeah, I didn't. I never experienced it. I really, I can honestly say, I never experienced it, but I, I, I saw racism. My daughter does not see color. Well, my daughter, and, and her whole generation does not see color. They don't see sexuality. They, they're, they're kind of hit to all of these things that you know we're calling woke. Yes, they're, they're already
1: there. Well, um, already I, I, I don't far. know if you know I this. Really don't. I don't know if you know this, but my daughter, um. My, my my daughter actually adopted two kids and they're they happen Adoption. yeah they happen to be um a uh, uh, half native american half um uh, new mexican new mexican blood so um they're dark you know and um my other two kids grandkids who happen to live with me are um uh their mother is part um native american well, anyway so, I have four grandkids. I have one kid that could make it into the um Ku Klux Klan that's how white he is <laughs> and then the other three get do- I yeah I know I'm just saying but the other three the other three get darker as they get older so you know you you come here on a Sunday, not as much during the pandemic obviously but um you got four kids different um colors different races and um
6: and they are all it together.
1: Yeah, there's no problem. There's no, uh, you know, there's no calling out. You're darker than me. You know, get out of here. There's no none of this, none of that. And I think that is that's what's what good. That's That gives to save me us. hope. Yeah, yeah.
6: That that gives me hope. And and that's you know the the rest of the world other than the United States is already kind of there. Yeah. You know, so we just got to catch up. On, on Let's face it: the Republican Party is old, yeah. white-haired, and they're dying off. Yeah. Yes, they have young young superstars, but not at the same rate that progressive and uh, I guess we would call them Democrats because a lot of them don't even want to call themselves Democrats. Right. Um, but but progressive uh, youth, I think they're going to take hold. They're they grew up with the internet. They're really really smart. Um, I, th- I think that that's going to give us hope. And I think I think going forward. We have all It's just a matter of the next 20 or 30 years that we got to watch it because it's not one false move and we're in Trump land again.
1: Oh, yeah. But just the fact that you say that is scary, right? It's scary.
6: Well, look at Georgia and look at Texas. Yeah. They're openly trying to suppress the vote. Right. Whoever thought that would happen in the United States.
1: So, uh, well. It, it probably happened that we didn't know about it in the past.
6: Well, again, they're doing it openly now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah of yeah. course it happened. Yeah.
6: Of course it happened, but they're doing it openly. They're not, even, they're not even trying to hide it.
1: Right. Well, let's get your song played real quick, and we'll get back in uh, about four minutes. So um, this is your tune, and um, it's called... Two tales? Two tales
6: of Twelve Cities.
1: Right. And um, is this you? Is this the band who... Uh, actually worked this is all
6: me I did this, this, this. Okay. what you're playing is actually a demo that I, that I recorded for the band
1: okay so here we go
8: take me to Aleppo where there's fighting in the streets a nation that once could have been was left in defeat. Only in Aleppo, there are fathers fighting sons. In a land we thought that time forgot, but it turns out we were wrong. Only in Aleppo, can we close our eyes. Only in Aleppo. Before we realize, we never wanna see the world for what it is. The lies they tell us keep us happy in our bliss. But one day when the clock strikes twelve, open the bride and curse the life we thought of.
1: That's Rob Garcia's demo, and I guess the Assassins will be doing that eventually, the Jukebox Assassins?
6: Yes, yes, we will, when all this shit's over. Yes, we will. Yeah, and
1: (laughs) so um, is that the only, that's the only band you're actually working with now?
6: Yes. Good, okay. Uh, I was, I was working with an Elton John tribute band, but um, we lost our drummer to, I'm pretty sure it was COVID. Yeah. Yeah. he got sick and, and he passed away. Jeez, that's wow. that's on hold.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, this COVID thing is is another nightmare. We got hit with so much in such a short amount of time that um...
6: let me tell you something. I had it, and I consider myself very lucky. Yeah. But in my fifty-seven years of being alive, that's the sickest I've ever been. It really is, and and. I I had it in December. I still don't have my taste and my smell back. Yeah, it's it's a bitch. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 real. It's real. No, it's it's definitely real.
1: Have you been vaccinated yet?
6: Uh, Not yet. I'm. I as soon as they open the door for me to get vaccinated, I am going to go get it. I don't care which one I get. But uh, I still should be. um, I still should have antibodies
1: in my body I had my first shot on um, Moderna um, Thursday I guess was it I guess it was Thursday. It's for you yeah but you have to wait four weeks for the second shot and then four weeks after that is when they tell you so I'm still in the house for two months I'm still stuck you know
6: so oh okay gotcha
1: yeah so Moderna See, we, t- we live in
6: Florida We're, I'm, I'm in, the, in the wild west it doesn't matter here yeah I know I'll be up. Yeah. doesn't matter
1: yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I could go out if uh, if my wife let me. <laughs> um, you, if my wife let me go out, but um, uh, she's not letting me do anything till they say I'm safe. So I'll take my second shot in four weeks. They sent me my date already, but then once you take that second shot, they they uh, suggest that you stay away from everybody for another four weeks. That's the Moderna. Some of them are, are quicker, but you know, again, yeah. Well- Again, I took the first thing I get my hands on. You know.
6: Okay, yes, and of course you want to be out and about as badly as anybody else. But like we're in this loop now, where we're kind of used to being home. Yeah. Um, if you if you can stay home to avoid getting it, then you know, Stay the next for two weeks. You know. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah it, so-
6: this thing, this I could easily see how this thing could kill people, especially with compromised uh, immune systems. Right.
1: Yeah. And I have a bad heart. So that's why they kind of rushed me, you know, so um, good. good that you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grabbed the first thing that was available. It happened to be Moderna. So, um, yeah, but there's so many nuts out there who aren't even uh, thinking about getting it. Not so much here, but you got states like Texas, uh, one of the one of the Dakotas.
6: Um, I think we're going to get to herd um, immunity, though. Um, So they said it was like 50% of Trump voters and a third of Biden voters. I was really surprised about that number. But, um, you know, I was talking to someone that's pretty knowledgeable, and I I still haven't found this research, but they told me that, according to their way of figuring it, and this person was pretty smart, Uh um, that the states that had all the lockdowns and the states that didn't have all the lockdowns there was not not that much difference between the the illness patterns yeah. with regard to the number of people that got sick so i don't know man
1: yeah i, I don't know either um Yeah, I don't know what's going on. So let me see what the heck's going on. Mr. Mingo, I think I missed a phone call from him. Uh,
6: Mingo, Mingo. What a character, man,
1: huh? Oh, he's the best. What a player. Yeah, he is. Killer. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let me see if he's back. Hello. Senor Mingo.
5: I've been trying to call you forever, man. I couldn't even get my phone on. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm really highly annoyed right now, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, so, uh, uh,
1: so give me give, yeah. give me ten minutes. I'll get back to you. Maybe I can find something here, okay?
5: Uh, oh, are we going to still talk some more?
1: Yeah, let's talk.
5: Rob oh, is still with us? Okay.
1: Huh? Rob. huh
5: Yes, uh, sir. Okay. Rob is
1: gone? No, Rob's still with us. We spent uh, some time. I played uh, some of his music. Oh, good. I played your oh, wizard. I played the wizard from your solo album, um, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um,
5: well, I got this. I want to send you. So, if that's the case, I didn't know you were going to call me back. I just assumed we were done. But um, let me let me send this to you real quick. Okay, I, I thought
1: you said, right. I thought you sent it already.
5: No, I didn't. I I, uh, I only just saw. It says Elliot is not your mother's. Hey. I don't know.
1: Mingo, you need a manager. You need a manager. I'm coming out there to manage you.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I got too many things going I got so many things I'm trying to do, and I can't, I can't even think anymore, man. I, I swear know, to God, know. It. So, yeah, so we were, yeah, talk- yeah.
1: we were talking about you, man. You're still a killer player. You still got your chops, man.
5: Oh, then way, way superior to what it was back in those days. I can tell you. I'm sure of that. I mean, and you, and you I don't know what people thought of me then, but... You know, I mean, I just I just been playing out. Hey, I didn't tell you, man, I played the other day. And this cat that was from the San Francisco, he was the conductor of the San Francisco orchestra. Yeah. He heard me playing. And it was so like tight and it was turning so many corners and like dynamics that he hadn't heard before with this kind of configuration. And he's seen these guys play before. And I was just sitting there. He asked me to, to come and play with the orchestra, and also he wants me to write some music for them. Wow. Actually, it's funny. Pretty cool. You know, I love it, man.
1: Pretty, pretty cool.
5: Because yeah, wow. I, I have a lot of uh, music, uh, classical stuff that I've written lately. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to find this thing. I'm going to send you some. Okay. Some, these,
1: yeah. So you send it, and... Uh, um... Hey, so Rob, uh, w- w- anything you want me to tell Mingo... I love him. Oh my mom. Okay, Rob said he loves you, Mingo.
5: <laughs> oh man, man, Tell him thank you, brother. I'm glad that somebody out there still. Yeah. Know, still remembers me. Yeah, he's the last yeah. guy who
1: loves you. That's it. After him, it's nobody. Yeah, I. i yeah, i
5: Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Car-
1: I understand. Carlos Santana still loves you too.
5: Oh yeah, I'm sure of that one. Oh, I don't. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. even talk to me, man. I don't know. Anything,
1: <laughs> I don't know anything about that. But um.
5: Yeah, yeah. He's still mad at me for quitting the band.
1: Oh, that I don't. I ain't know. Right. So um,
5: yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: So so let's let's run through some of your uh, resume. You were Santana. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Return to Forever. Uh, you mean
5: uh, are we on radio? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. We are. Yeah. <laughs> I th- <laughs> okay, I thought we were taking a break and I was going to send you some. Go ahead. Well you could send me, uh, go send, ahead. send
1: me the music anyway. But you, okay, you I'm say it while we're talking. You did Santana, you did Return to Forever, you did Al's Band, you did uh-huh. um the Tubes. Yeah. Now, did you also work with um, um Mahavishnu?
5: No. I you know what, man? I never I never I never played with Mahavishnu. I never even sat in with
1: him. Okay. I so sat you...
5: in with Brother Report a lot of times. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. How was that? Joe
5: was fun. he was hilarious. Yeah. Joe Choz- <laughs> uh Man, I got to sit in with them with the original lineup with Miroslav Vitos and Eric oh, really? Velt on j- drums, yeah, and uh, Daum Ramel on percussion. Wow! The the very first you know uh, yeah. band, Nubian Yeah, because th- we played together. Did you? Uh, we, they played open for some Santana shows, and that's right. And um, yeah, and I uh, I always got to sat- sit in with them. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah,
5: they were badass, man.
1: Yeah, they were. Did you have you you, yeah. you do any albums with them?
5: I did. I never did. No. Okay. In fact, you know what? That whole period then is so cloudy because Carlos wouldn't let me uh, record. Man, a lot of people wanted me to record it. He wouldn't let me. Really? You know, it's like they, the Santana organization, wanted my sound on their records, and not. You know, it was kind of weird shit. I don't. I mean, I didn't get it, but yeah. So I didn't get to. But you know, there's a Herbie Hancock record. And I'm still trying to find which one I'm on. Because there's one that's really, really good, and and uh, I got to play with Herbie, oh, and cool. that was really a lot of fun.
1: Now, when you played with Herbie, yeah. was Patrick in the band? Patrick Gleason, or was it after that?
5: Uh, Patrick Gleason was yeah. not playing with Herbie. I don't think Herbie Hancock.
7: Yeah,
1: yeah.
5: Uh, no, Pat, Pat was not in the band.
1: Okay, so he was there uh-uh. before you. Okay.
5: No. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, I guess. I mean, I just did the recording, this session with them, but um. I remember when, you know, we all played with Mike, and and there was one thing, Eddie Eddie Henderson on bass.
1: Okay. And um,
5: Pat and me, and uh, uh, I think that's when they tried out Pat Thrall, and that's when, uh, you know, Automatic Man was getting ready to start, you know? Okay. That was a fun thing, yeah.
1: Yeah. Automatic Man was a badass band.
5: Oh, hell yeah. Donnie Harvey and... and, and yeah man that was really good Bayete and, yep, and
1: uh, Pat and uh, Mike you yeah. know that was a really kicking band man Yeah yeah do you know that band you know. um oh, Rob do you do you know Automatic Man?
6: I have not heard of them no
1: Okay Automatic Man was a band that uh, Mike Shreve um uh financed I think after he left Santana yeah. and um right. uh, uh Pat Rolls the guitarist uh, uh Todd Cochran Bayete was um the keyboard, keyboard player, singer, and uh, Donnie Harvey was a bass player in that band, and man, they were a kick-ass band. They had great funk, great yeah. electronics, and stuff. And, yeah, um, yeah.
5: And Donnie Harvey was also a great guitarist. You
1: know, I would never met Donnie. You know, he passed away. You know, I, I just yeah. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, okay. I, I, I never yeah. had a
1: chance to, to hook up with Donnie, but um, I, I you know I I you know, I know Michael well, and I know uh, Todd pretty well, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, yeah so Todd Cochran who was uh, one of the name by Yete at the time um, worked with uh, man. who did he work with uh, Bill Withers and uh, tons and tons of great jazz guys like everybody in the yeah, jazz you the play with Frank.
5: Frank yeah, he was a play man you know I, I had no idea of the, the ability he had but you know he was definitely something uh, very different someone very different you know coming out of the Bay Area he was a great player man
7: oh
1: yeah what you were know, you he,
6: sang, he did a lot of the vocal stuff too. Yeah, what were you saying, Rob? Did he got to play with Frank Kembali when he was a
1: Yeah, I believe he did. And he also worked with guys like. Um, oh, shit, I just forgot. He worked with. David um, Sanchez, Frank think, uh, someone yeah. like that. Yeah, he worked with Sanchez. He worked with almost everybody.
6: Yeah. Frank Kembali Frank was one of the best guitar players I ever I just saw heard live. from him not too long ago.
1: Yeah. In fact, Todd also worked with. Um, Call Palmer. He was in the called Palmer band for a while.
5: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, you know, I did a record with uh, uh, Patrick Moraz.
1: <laughs> you did? Yeah. Well.
5: I, 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 you know, I'm starting to like, you know, because I'm doing this thing. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, find all these albums that I'm on. There's, there's right. a lot of them that I, I just have forgotten about, and that's another one. Patrick Moraz. It was at a, a, a castle in Switzerland somewhere. Really? And I was the only one playing. There's sat- yeah, the, there's drums in the, in the... Like, when you come walk into this castle, it was really intense, man. Yeah. But it was fun, you know? Wow. Uh, Yeah, I'm starting to remember all these uh, albums and things that I'm on, and I, I don't know the names of them. Julian Priester's another one, a, a trombone player. You hit to him?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I know Patrick Progress. Yeah, yeah, man,
5: badass dude, boy. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I mean, just... Brilliant players from from the area and and well and Europe, uh, you know. When I left, I, I was able to, you know, I just people called me for recording. I just jumped on everything because I wanted Wait. to play with everybody, man. So yeah. so
1: so Mingo, listen. I was talking to uh, um, Rob, and um, like yeah. you, he's you know he he has Hispanic blood. And uh, what do you think? Uh-huh. What do you think about the world today? A shit show or what?
5: What do I think about the world today? Yeah. Oh huh. man, that can go so many different directions. That's a heavy question.
1: Yeah, but you're a heavy uh, guy. I
5: I think that uh huh, I think we're all dilu- dis- uh I man, wow, that's that's so heavy to answer the question. I think that we're um, we're being steered like uh, like cattle. That's what I think. Okay, I think that there's there's a big picture that none of us can figure out, and we're and we're being um, uh, blindfolded you know yeah. we're being blinded by, by we're blinded by science <laughs> yeah. um, you know uh, I mean I've been thinking about you know what makes it so heavy this question is I've been thinking about this for like the last six months really deeply uh-huh. and I mean I keep telling you know friends of mine hey man you know if I were you I would be prepared for something very heavy getting ready to happen and don't be surprised when it happens. All this COVID thing and all this, you know, man, I, I don't know what, what, you know, making people uh, all of a sudden, you know, you have to uh, uh, curfew and all that kind of thing. You know, I've lived in a couple of countries where, where there's been, uh, you know, where the, where the government controls everything. Right. And, you know, I got a funny feeling, man, that that's what's getting ready to happen here.
1: You don't think you it know, ha- they're getting ready to turn it. You don't think it happened already? You don't think the government?
5: Well, I mean, I mean, I know it has, but I'm talking about to where, you know, we still can go outside when we want; we don't yeah. have to fear that. But we are going to have to very soon, and people are not going to handle be able to handle handle it here. You know what I mean? We're just not prepared for that shit. we have just always been able to do what we think, as, I mean, we think yeah. we're doing what we want to do. Right. But we're being controlled all the time, so. I'm not sure what's going on, but I know that something. There's a big picture, and all this uh, curfew and you can't go outside. Well, I mean, come on, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. I'm sorry. It doesn't make why 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 can't I go outside now? <laughs>
1: well, and you know what, what you know what doing? Ro- Rob what? Rob's on the other line, and you can't hear, him, but yeah. he he had COVID, and he said it was uh-huh. he said it was the worst sickness he had in his life. That nothing even came close uh-huh.
5: to it. Wow. Yeah, I have a friend too that told me that as well. That's why you can't um, go like, out. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not sure about that. I got a funny feeling it's something else. And, and I'm not sure where this COVID came from. Uh, so you don't want to get me really started. Cause I mean, I have, I, I hardly ever have a mask. I, uh, me, I, I forget it all the time. I, I don't know. Maybe uh-huh. it's just, I'm retarded or something. But, you know, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't ever wear a mask hardly. I, I uh, I mean I don't let a lot, I'm not around a lot of people. Right. So maybe that's what is saving me. I don't know. But I, I, you know I'm I'm always by myself or which you know that's it. I, I don't hang out with a lot of people so um, and that could be one thing that's uh, not allowed me to get sick. I I really don't know but you know I got a funny feeling that there's something else happening and we are not a part of it. <laughs> you yeah. know the common common man is not a part of it that's all i can say you know okay i don't I, I don't i don't really feel comfortable anymore i know that when right. i do go out and, and, and I see people and they're so like you know media people what people don't realize is that the news that you know all, all the stuff they can get us to think anything yeah. you know how powerful that that is of course that you know i mean it's so powerful it, you know look back on when it was radio Oh, War of the Worlds. They got the whole world thinking that, you know, everybody's going to die from aliens or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you think they can't do that shit with, with television?
1: Oh, a lot, sure, a lot they can easier. Do
5: anything. Yeah, they can do anything they want. They can, oh, 500,000 people died in New York alone today. Well, you know, man, they can make it look like anything. So they can do anything they want. They can make us think anything they want us to think. You
1: know, yeah, but those 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 people really did die.
5: Well, I you know I'm sure that I'm sure that yeah you're probably right.
1: They did, they did, they did, they did.
5: But where 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 did all this shit come from, and how did it get here as quick as? I mean, it wasn't even. I mean, where did it start in 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 China somewhere? That
1: that, that I'm not touching. Uh, You know, that's crazy. Because, you know...
5: Okay, well, how did you get here so quick? I have no idea. Without, and we didn't know about it? I mean, come on, man, you know? Well, that you doesn't know,
1: make sense. they might have known about it. They might have been afraid to tell everybody what was coming.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know? The, well,
5: yeah. I, I These mean, things are scary, man. We're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to have it more together than that, you know, at this
7: point.
1: Yeah, but you it's... Know? I know, it's just... You don't know what you don't know the under you know the you don't know the back story. You don't know what they held back that what they didn't tell us, what they're not telling us. But COVID's real. You know, that's real. It's just um you know I know. It, Have you ever
7: it, seen
5: you yeah. ever see a movie called Outbreak? Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. Uh, yep. Is it oh, no, Justin Hoffman.
1: Uh Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman Dustin Hoffman.
5: Do you ever seen that movie with yes. the monkey and the blah blah blah? Yeah. You know, it's kind of something like that, you know? Yeah. And this is an outbreak and all of a sudden it just goes from here to here to here. And then yeah. all of a sudden it becomes airborne. Yep. And that's kinda of what this is reminiscent. This is what that this is what I'm reminded of every time I think about it. You know, every time yeah. I see that written down, like which is every day on my phone, you look at the phone and it goes, Good morning, Mingo, COVID <laughs> you know.
7: Yeah.
5: And and you know uh, we're supposed to have it more together than that by now, you know. Yeah. I, I think. Okay, guys. So, scary.
1: Uh, it's time to kind of shut down. But what I'd like to do is, um, hey, Rob, can you come back next week? Yeah. Mingo, can you come back next week?
5: Uh, I, is it on Sunday?
1: Yeah. I think so. Well, let's let's uh, plan on doing Continue. part two next week. This okay. W- this, and listen, next week, Mingo, you're gonna f- we're gonna do it over the phone so that you and Rob uh-huh. can actually talk to each other. Okay.
7: Okay. Good. And yeah, then, that'd be great. then you
1: have a week to send me your music. Don't mess, Don't um wait. You know.
0: Remember that this radio show is listener funded. If you wish to contribute, our PayPal info is not your mother's radio at gmail.com. That's not your mother's radio at gmail.com. We would like to thank you in advance for any contributions.
2: Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot, buttery breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and
2: buttery. So don't take a chance with
3: those other guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Only Wendy's serves a better breakfast with a better biscuit. Our hot buttery
2: breakfast biscuits are loaded with a fresh cracked egg, cheese, and your choice of bacon or sausage. Did we mention the part where Wendy's biscuits are hot and buttery?
4: Wendy's breakfast biscuits, hot and
2: buttery. So don't take a chance with those other
3: guys. Bet on a better breakfast with Wendy's bacon or sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit.
0: Choose wisely.
3: Choose Wendy's.
0: At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Fly on the Wall. There are more great interviews to follow so please list us as one of your favorites and be sure to follow. We are listener funded. If you would like to assist our Venmo info is New Mexico DJ service. The PayPal info is New Mexico DJ service at gmail.com. Please remember to share our info. Thanking you all.